Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets. Meteorologist Ed Russo here, and we've also yeah. got... Yeah, meteorologist Tom Russell here. Ed, always great to catch up with you, and we appreciate you listening as well. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And, uh, yeah, it's hot. we got more heat. Well, I, I got a, I'm eating a little crow here, because if you go back on our podcast, I, I didn't think we'd be as hot this summer as we were mm-hmm. last summer. Now, we're not quite there. Uh, so if you remember last summer it was really hot. We had 30 days, 90 plus, and as of the recording of this, we're up to 26, I believe, of uh, 90 degree days. So that really uh, kind of caught me off guard because I thought we've had several hot summers in a row, and usually you get a you know a down year, and uh, we just haven't seen that. Now I will say that July was just very average. I think it was only it was within a tenth of a degree as far as temperatures mm-hmm. go, uh, but uh, this August kickoff here you know the first part of august was fine but we've really ramped up those numbers so i'll eat some crow and say i'm uh, it's definitely been hotter than i anticipated you know i, I july's typically our hottest month so right. usually in 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 august you know we don't typically see uh temperatures like this now sometimes the humidity can be higher in, in sure. some ways because the corn is taller and when you have i know this happens out in the corn belt you get higher dew points in August because the corn is mature and there's just a ton of evapotranspiration that comes from the crop. Exactly. So, exactly. yeah. So hopefully that'll help our local corn crop too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So sometimes you may be not as hot temperature-wise, but you can certainly see higher humidity in August as a result of that. So that's kind of an interesting kind of so uh, let's connection. Let's put that on the spot. Are we, fin- are we finished with the 90s, young man? Well, you know, it didn't last September. We have we had a few ninety degree days. It does That's seem, it, yeah. yeah, it seems like you know, in a hotter summer, we typically have some linger into September before we start to see things get cooler and more crisp. Because remember, late August we start getting those stronger cold, cold fronts. fronts. Yeah. 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 So. All right. So you still haven't said, are we done with the nineties? No. 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 <laughs> that is I a like, safe bet. I, I tend to get burned with that each year where I'm like, all right, we're done. Like, yeah, and then... Like a, a Labor Day weekend day of 90 degrees, right? Right, you know, I could have said last year uh, we were done with the 70s in, uh, you know, December, and then we had a 70-degree day in, <laughs> in January. Happened at midnight. Good point. <laughs> of Good all point. times. You're right, uh, you're right. Uh, so the bottom line is we're still going to be fairly warm here. Uh, average high is down to 85, which is still pretty hot when you think about it. So there's still, if you're a warm weather lover, there's a little lot of time, time left. Yeah, yeah, there is. So uh, yeah. no need to get worried into going to that colder I pattern mean, and locking it down. Weather all year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're definitely not there. Definitely and, not there. You know, and we still got most of tropical season ahead of us, too, so... You know, it's we haven't. You know, we have Fred, ongoing Fred, which isn't looking very organized as of this recording. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But you know, before Fred, the last uh, the last storm we had was Elsa back in July, and then the, the, the you know after yeah. after Elsa, the hurricane season just kind of let it go. 
Well, it's still early in hurricane season. Hurricane season peaks September uh, 10th. So what we're looking at behind Fred, uh, not a name yet, but on the Atlantic, next name on the list is Grace. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be moving into a more favorable opportunity for growth. So I'm a little concerned about that and uh, definitely a, a U.S. landfall with that one. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, you know, you de you know, you... You, you can seemingly have a somewhat of a quiet season. It's you know it got off to a very active start, but you know since we didn't see much action July and up until just a couple of days ago we didn't see any named storms. Yeah, it's seemingly been quiet. But remember, August into September is when we really start to see things heat up. Yep, that's and the peak. That's the peak. If you're curious, it goes Grace, Henri, Ida, and Julian. So uh, I'm sure we'll see those uh, those storms get names and. And be on our maps um, so I think we have a long way to go as far as hurricane season goes yeah and remember you can get even past hurricane peak hurricane season you can still get rough storms in October so right. yeah so something we still have to keep our eyes out for eyes and ears open and as a surfer you like those storms as they approach right? yeah you know that obviously the best waves come from a storm that stays well offshore um, yeah, you know, it's always kind of a dilemma sometimes because, you know, there have been some great surf events that I can remember growing up where, you know, we get this big south swell from a storm that's to our south, but it's it's producing destruction in the Carolinas or even Florida, but we're getting great waves in South Jersey. So it's, you know, it's I obviously always root for, for great waves, but, you know, when you get the really big surf from hurricanes, it's like you're enjoying waves, but at the same time, it's caused by a storm that's causing misery for other people. So, yeah, it's, it's so hard to revel in that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, you know, it's kind of conundrum in a way, but uh, you know, we always root for the storms to stay offshore and just to, you know, as we like to say, be fish storms. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I got to bring up something with you since you were you led the uh, cicada coverage. Mm -hmm. uh, at uh, CBS 21, and now we have a new foe in the bug world. It's the spotted lanternfly, and uh, last year didn't see any that I can remember. Uh, this year, and I live kind of north of Hershey, this year uh, all over the place. I, when I first saw them, I thought they were stink bugs because they were grabbing onto the screens mm -hmm. and uh, acting like the stink bug, uh, but now they are everywhere. Ed, what do I do? Well, you see them and you squish them. Well, they're on my screen. I can't slap my my window. Well, I guess you you have to you have to collect them and, and squish them all. I obviously was you know I'm taking a totally different tone here than I did with the cicadas. I, I come from a. <laughs> That's true. You you were a big cheerleader. For I was the a big cheerleader. Was you know I gotta say, have you ever seen the lanternfly's wings spread open? It's beautiful. They're beautiful bugs. They're gorgeous. Yeah. But it's hard to hate them. It's hard to hate them, but they are so incredibly destructive. Uh, you know, especially to crops, to, to trees that bear fruit. Um, and milkweed, uh, you know, we, we did, I did a story on this. Milkweed is a native plant to Pennsylvania, and, and um, there haven't been any trials to prove this, but a lot of observational data suggests that the milkweed plant is poisonous because many people say, I see them on my milkweed, and the next day they're dead around the base the of the milkweed. The milkweed actually kills them? Yeah, yeah, it seems so. So, you know, this will hopefully become a subject that gets more light in the, in the future. Because, you know, you want to kill a pest in a natural way. You don't want to avoid right. spraying chemicals at all costs. Well, that's exactly right. I, I don't want to put a lot of chemicals out. Uh, the other thing that's been bad around the house are the, the carpenter bees. 
and they used to, they used to come in the springtime, mm-hmm. but I'm seeing them later uh, this year, just recently. Yeah, having to deal with them, so that that one kind of surprised me as well. Yes, uh, I've seen other people report that too. It seemed like a later emergence of them. Um, yeah, they're, they're so destructive. But you know, the interesting thing, you know, the the lanternfly is such a concern that you know there are counties in Pennsylvania, and I think every central Pennsylvania county is under a quarantine order regarding the lanternfly, meaning. You know, if you have a camper, you know, or, or trucking or, you know, companies that are transporting product via a truck, uh, these trucks have to make sure that if they're in an area where there's lantern flies, that where they're traveling to that doesn't have lantern flies, they need to okay. make sure that they don't have any lantern fly, lantern fly egg casings on any part of the surface of the truck. That's how right. these things no, get around. Yeah, so you can actually get a hefty fine. If you if you're you know pulled over and caught tran- you know obviously unintentionally transporting these lantern flies to a county in Pennsylvania that isn't seeing them, um, so that's what the quarantine order is. I mean these laws are out there and you probably don't even know you're breaking them, you know because you don't even know they exist. So you know it's, it's a lot of awareness when it comes to um, just how concerned uh, you know the general population should be just in terms of the destruction they cause to you know crops and with everything but there's a genuine push to you know avoid spreading these things at all costs and if you're not careful and you're spreading them around unintentionally it can result in a fine that's a that's a story that i would like to try actually working on in the next few weeks yeah, here you should because nobody really wants to do it intentionally you just do no it and and nobody and a lot of people don't even know they're you know right. that, that they could get fined for it um right. but that is essentially what the quarantine order uh, talks about you know every county in central PA is seeing them, right. so you have to be careful that you're not accidentally transporting them around. But like at your house, you know last year uh, you didn't see them. Now you're seeing them, so they are spreading. Well, I tell you the weird thing about this bug is they will land on anything. They'll mm-hmm. land on you. They'll land on your hair. Like you know most bugs will try to avoid you if you swat them. These things, they're bold, man. They'll land on your head, your nose, your toe, whatever it is. All the bugs, you, all the bugs you don't like. <laughs> you're not, yeah, it's like, you know, I'm a big, scary human. Well, I like to think I'm a big, scary human being. Like, you're supposed to be scared of me if I swat at you. You know, like, greenhead fly, it lands on you, bites you, it hurts. You smack it, it flies away, and then it comes back. I mean, That's right. when you watch Jurassic Park, you didn't see people running at the dinosaurs. They were running away. You know, these bugs, uh, I guess the size of their brain is just much smaller. <laughs> you know? well, now that you've insulted them, they're really going to come after you. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, we'll look forward to uh, more bug coverage from you, Ed, uh, in the coming weeks as we fight this thing. Uh, life cycle, I mean, I thought they peaked like in September. They seem to be a little ahead of schedule. Yeah, right? and they, they, they do lay their eggs in, in, the, in September, too. So that's when people are really going to have to be careful to, um, you know, uh, not yeah, not spread them. So I don't really know how they enforce it. I mean, in the back of my head, I'm thinking this truck driver gets pulled over for some moving violation, and then the the police or whoever pulls them over then notices an egg casing on their truck. I I I don't know how that. I don't really know how it's enforced. I don't know anyone. Who has gotten yeah. fine? I mean, maybe it has happened, but again, something that, you know that I'm curious about that I'm gonna try to dig into a little more. Okay. Well, we look yeah. forward to your updates there. Uh, before we go, we should mention that we're about to cross another threshold here that signals that seasonal change. Um, the 
sunset last sunset at 8 p.m. Uh, is August the 18th so it's coming up after that the Sun will set before 8 p.m. And, and to me in my mind that's always a psychological uh, transition of I kind of remember you know the back-to-school days and things where you're like, oh no the Sun's going to bed so early it's it's really coming so August yeah. the 18th is our last 8 p.m. sunset but here's the good news is once What's the that? Sun sets there's still some light out it's not like it goes dark Right, you get the twilight, sure. Yeah, you still get the you still get that nice twilight, but yeah, you know those cooler, crisp mornings. I always remember the first of those mornings occurred when school would start, being at the bus stop. You know, uh, early in the morning. And that's yep. typically that's late right. August, like early September. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, great to catch up with you, my friend. We still have some heat to go. We got lots to watch in the tropics. And squish those lantern flies. Don't say, oh, they're so nice. And squish them right in. Yeah, I know. With the cicadas, I said, no, do not do that. But with the lantern flies, I give everyone permission. See them, squish them. All right, we got it. All right, we'll see you until next time, my friend. All right. Nice talking to you, Tom. You're listening to It's Raining Mets.